Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. How does one hear the call to study the harmonious movement art of Eurythmy? Hi, I'm Soulful Wizardess Marta Stemberger, and you're listening to Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. Let's begin with my soulful verse for this week, Soulful Week 7, inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. Enticing shiny objects lure my lower self away. My highest self offers intuition, a stream of pure thought and feeling to replace the weak reason, losing itself in the glory of the senses. If you'd like to see the image that goes with this week's verse, visit the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration online at soulfulsparks.hamoves.net soulfulsparks.hamoves.net This evening, we have a very special episode ahead of us. Last week, on May 21st, another Sunday, I visited Chestnut Ridge in upstate New York, Rockland County, to see the performance of solo Eurythmy pieces by the graduating class at Eurythmy Spring Valley. The class of 2014, actually the class of 2017, I guess the memories go back to 2014 when I graduated and I went through this process. But this year's class is class LL, double L, L as the water sound, the sound of harmony, one of very important gestures and sounds in Eurythmy. After their wonderful, wonderful sharing of their solos, I had the privilege to talk with them. I will play the recording of our conversation. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. How are you? Good. 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 Thank you. Yeah. So who do we have here? Can you just introduce yourself by names? I'm Zachary. Chowen. Karen. Rebecca. Cliff. Right. Lori. And we are missing Luna. And these are all about to be Eurythmists from the fourth <laughs> year graduation class of 2000. 17. And we just saw an amazing performance of all of your solos. How do you feel? How does it feel right now? Happy. Yeah, a real letting go of some some things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. It's lots of work. Yeah. An enormous amount of work. Yeah. And, yeah. 
I wish we could do the recording of all of that and do a video so people could see, but it's never the same as it mm -hmm. is in person. Yeah. It's very unique. Mm -hmm. So could we just go around and say which solos did you do so that people get a taste for that? Yeah, I did a... Zachary, right? Zachary did um, a... <laughs> <laughs> um, a piece of a cello sonata by Vivaldi in B-flat major. Mm -hmm. And also a poem by Judith Wright called Ailey Ailey. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, Chawan did a piece... Um, an excerpt from the diary by the former secretary of the United Nations, Doug Hamashur. Um, markings, that's the book's name. <clears throat> and the tone piece is um, by the Italian composer, Attilio Arioso, um, an E minor cello sonata. <clears throat> Corinne, I did a piece by Yeats called The Second Coming, and um, one of Rachmaninoff's etude tableaus. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, I did a tone, for my tone piece, I did June from the Seasons by Tchaikovsky, and um, Orpheus in the Underworld by David Gascoigne. Mm -hmm. Cliff, I performed, uh, my speech solo was the speech from um, The Tempest by William Shakespeare, Prospero's abjuration speech. Mm. And my tone solo was Prelude in G Minor by Rachmaninoff. Yeah. <laughs> Rachmaninoff is always dramatic. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> So I had the not as dramatic Bach Arioso for my tone solo and my speech solo was a poem called Spring by Mary Oliver. That's it, Bride. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lori and I worked with a, a piece from William Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice, Portia's speech, and a piece by Grieg called Eroticum. Mm. Nice. And then it's going to be lots of more pieces. Can you tell me some of the group pieces that you're working on? There's a group piece by Edith Sitwell called Still, Still Falls the Rain. Sorry. Right, yes. <laughs> and it intensifies. And it's very, falls yeah, the rain. seven times. You'll Ooh. hear that quite a bit, yeah. And we have a trio by Dvorak. Mm, which one? Domki. Piano trio, or piano. What piano, cello, yeah. and violin. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have a big fairy tale mm -hmm. um, that we'll share, which is the Nixie of the Mill Pond. Mm. Brother Grimm. By Grimm. By Grimm. Mm -hmm. It runs 35 it. minutes last time we passed. Wow, wow. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing graduation performance. Yeah. Yeah. It, great. It's very exciting. And uh, which piece are you working on with Dorothea? Uh, Beethoven. 
It's always Beethoven, yeah. Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so, yeah. Wonderful. So you have all these amazing, amazing composers and amazing compositions and amazing poetry. It's quite advanced, but it took a while for each of you probably to get to where you are right now. So let's start from the beginning. I would really like to hear how did each of you come to Eurythmy? How did you find it? I mean, I, I, I'm i trying to bring Eurythmy into the world in New York City, and it's very difficult. Very few people find it. How did eight of you from all over the world, literally, find Eurythmy? Well, I was um, 19 when I began the training. So I was young, you know. I graduated from high school, and I always thought that I was going to go to this visual arts school in the city where I, near where I lived. But when I went there, I was so dissatisfied. When I visited, I took classes there during high school, and nothing was enough for me. I was very critical and youthfully idealistic. But the point is, I take it. I had to search for something more different than what anyone had ever done before. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the world of your me. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do, and um, when my mom invited me to visit her and see, check out a Waldorf school, I had no idea what it was, but I said yes, because I didn't know what I was looking for. And, um, met through that school people who seemed really self-motivated to do what they were doing and the way they were teaching and in the way that they met the world. And I hadn't seen that to that extent very much in my life. And I felt that was exactly you know, what I hoped to see in a community, in a school, you know, between people. So I was interested then in what this anthroposophy was and went to study groups and started reading on my own a lot and really took on whatever I could find through the works of Rudolf Steiner mm -hmm. and was really nourished. So when I found that he created an art form, I was really curious because that's really what I wanted out of myself to do, then when I saw that there was this really, really self-motivated guy who made mm -hmm. a whole new art form to meet the conditions of evolution at the time, from his clairvoyant perspective, <laughs> insight, I felt finally I found something that could satisfy my, my desire for something new to bring into the world through art that could really serve what human beings need now or really can grow through now something new although something that's really true to what we are so I just came here and took on the training I didn't I'd never really seen a rhythmic performance or anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I felt I understood what it what it means to be. So by reading it, by reading about it. I didn't read about it. <laughs> I really didn't oh, wow. read about Eurythmy, really. Uh -huh. I read about anthroposophy and I recognized that this is an art form. It's a form of movement. I did a teacher training and a Eurythmist was working with that with us. Mm. And I was doing like seasonal teacher training courses um, and helping out in a Walder school, like childcare after school. Mm -hmm. And um, that's so I met Eurythmy through this teacher training. Mm -hmm. And then realized, oh, I can, there's a whole world in the lifting of my foot. <laughs> and um, ex a real experience of freedom and the, the potential to create through everything that I am out of freedom. So the possibility was there and it was experienceable, though I didn't read anything about that. I don't think you can really read about that. Um, and no one, it was, it was obvious I was going to be lifting my feet when I did Eurythmy, so that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, so you, which school did you, did you visit first? The, which Eurythmy school? Yeah, well, I, what I did was I talked, I called, I looked on the internet for the phone numbers for all the Waller schools in the country, and I talked to them, talked to all of the Eurythmy teachers and asked them, where should I train and why? And the, really, most of, most of them said, if you, this is to go to Spring Valley. Mm. Um, and the instructor from the teacher training program, she had been, she had been to Spring Valley. Um, one of the people I met in a Waller school who was teaching Eurythmy, she suggested I could go to Stuttgart, but Spring Valley is great. <laughs> <laughs> And they have all these different teachers there, and this this lady who's like 80 years old who's still teaching. It's incredible. <laughs> um, Dorothea Mir, right? Dorothea Mir. So, so I said, okay, it's definitely worth looking there. It seems to be the place. So I came came to Spring Valley here um, to visit, first of all, and had no complaints <laughs> from my and that was And that was when I was in the third year, mm. and you came to observe our, our class, right? Yeah. And then a year or two later, you showed up in the training, and you're finishing right now. Yeah, 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 the wow. next year, the next year I started. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Thank you. I was a youth worker. Oh, I'm Lori. I was a youth worker in... Canada and I took young adults out into the woods to do canoeing and camping and these were children who were from schools that were not very privileged and many of them were having difficulties uh, in their environment and the point was to get away from everything that they knew in order to have a fresh start. Mm. And after a while I realized that my body couldn't take um, all these winter trips and dog sledding and canoeing and, and actually that maybe that's not the answer to help people by taking them out into the wilds, which was really wonderful but not sustainable for the long term. And I asked myself, what, what frontier was it? And I knew that actually what I wanted was something that was artistic 
but had meaning, which for me meant a spiritual path, that there was actually something substantial in it that could help people to find themselves. And years later, actually, I found an art school in France called Foyer Michael, and there's some graduates from our school who I believe also met anthroposophy there. And this place was run by two incredible uh, sculptors who studied at Emerson College, mm -hmm. Pierre and Vivian de la Negra. And they had such passion and intensity and creativity. And we had Bothmer gymnastics every day, which I think here there's a branch called spatial dynamics mm -hmm. that people are aware of. Just for those who don't know about Bothmer uh, gymnastics, that's another branch of movement that Rudolf Steiner founded. Yes, and we had some Eurythmy classes from teachers who taught in the French school in Chateau. Mm -hmm. And my beginning was in, um, I think, Tchaikovsky's, which is Peter and the Wolf. I remember <laughs> now that I did Mercury and had no idea I was doing <laughs> the gesture for a Mercury. planetary <laughs> gesture. Mm -hmm. But that was the beginning of of coming to meet your mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, a long a long path mm -hmm. different yes. di different ways of exploring and then finally meeting what felt right mm -hmm. now that was in 2006 and actually in 2009 I followed the path to Oslo Norway mm -hmm. where I joined a group of 12 Russians and Ecuadorians and <laughs> two Danish and German, um, yes, and then to Stuttgart and then here to join this class. So you came here, um, you already did about two years of training before, right? Before I you did. came to Spring, Spring Valley. I did. Yeah. So and somehow it just felt right to stay here? Yes, I actually in between became a Waldorf teacher and took a class. Um, <laughs> in between? <laughs> That's a lot. I grade one, two class. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it has to do with constellations of people. There's something really special that can happen when a certain group of people come together. Mm -hmm. And I guess actually I was looking to work with those children that my job brought me into contact with, but actually it was a transformation for myself. And I think the first step actually to meeting and serving in the world is to actually transform oneself. So the path finally brought me here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's not easy. <laughs> but it's, you know, once you find it and it feels right, then you can just go for it. Well, transforming, like Lori said, transforming oneself I was always interested in. Um, yeah, always looking and seeking and trying to figure out and heal, I guess. Figure out what it means to, to live here on this earth. <laughs> And um, I grew up in going to Waldorf school. We unfortunately hardly had any Eurythmy. Really? Yeah. 
It's, um, uh, yeah. Um, and after graduating from 12th grade, I went to live in Berlin or Germany for three years. My heart was not in going to college and, um, and I started, uh, an acting training there. Um, a Michio Chekhov acting, which is inspired by Rudolf Steiner as well. And you're with me. He knew about you. And you're with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're brother and sister. They kind of have a similar stream. So that was really where I was introduced to, I guess, a new way of exploring my relationship to myself and also working with other people. And really having one's center be the heart, how to shine from there, how to, how to bring light into the world. Um, so that acting training, I knew I didn't want to become an actress. What they were doing there was really, really meaningful. And I wanted to do other things, things with young people. So I, so I just did it. Um, but it was clear that after one year that I didn't want to continue. So I was searching. I was open and often had conversations with my sculpting teacher, which always led back to you with me. But I never, ever considered it (laughs) really consciously as a, as a path. Um, But during my last year there, I was having a really hard time. And one of my best friends, um, whose mother's a therapeutic arithmist, she was like, hey, you, how, how about you can, you can do these things. So I think speech and, and a B, so a B, imagining the colors of the figure, this blue around and the yellow in the inside and the red in the lining of the blue. And that image... The impression of those colors was very, very powerful for me, and um, I wrote poems about those colors and the experience of what blue, that blue mantle, mm-hmm. can do. And that was a seed that kind of planted itself very silently, and I think grew from that moment on. And as I was questioning what to do, suddenly one day. I knew it was you with me, and then the question was, do I stay in Germany or do I come mm-hmm. here, which is closer to my parents, um, and many factors factored in, one being each school has its own style and its own way of bringing you with me into the world, and I... Um, had been living in the city and there's just so much stimulation and drawing out and I felt like if I was going to settle down and really study something for four years I needed a place where I could kind of go go inward in some way or be helped to actually focus mm-hmm. um, and Spring Valley I was told had a very strong emphasis on a foundation really transforming yourself to serve that art um, and that's what I'm interested in. So, thank you. Here I am. Thank you.
thank you for being here. Yeah. Cliff, I, Cliff. Uh, that Cliff. was Bride who was speaking before. <laughs> Cliff. And I uh, grew up in New York City and attended the Rudolf Steiner School, which is a Waldorf school there, um, in the Upper East Side near the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I there um, had Eurythmy as part of the curriculum uh, throughout, <clears throat> from kindergarten through um, till 10th grade of high school, when I then uh, spread my wings and went to a different uh, <laughs> high school for the last few years. And then <clears throat> eventually um, attended college at SUNY New Paltz, just a bit of, about an hour upstate. And there I was studying literature and philosophy. And I had a lot of questions um, and was really seeking. And I, I didn't find answers, satisfying, fulfilling answers to those questions in the, um, I guess you could say, general approach to the world um, that I experienced in, in um, the university and around me. I mean, I had wonderful teachers, poetry and philosophy, but there was still something uh, missing. And I um, started to become interested in Eastern philosophy and started reading things like the Bhagavad Gita and practicing different forms of Buddhist meditation and reading the Dhammapada, a text by, passed down through generations um, by, by the Buddha and was very deeply moved by these um, different philosophies and approaches to life. But I still always felt there was, there was like the key was kind of missing for me. Um, and then my mother, who teaches at the Waldorf, at the Steiner School in New York City, said, well, you're interested in all of these different philosophies. Why don't you read something by Rudolf Steiner? I said, oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> and she gave so me you a didn't, book. So you didn't read anything of Rudolf Steiner during the first your... couple years of college? No, I mean, well, it's at the Waldorf School. At the Waldorf no. School. No. No. It was only um, they only taught a course on Rudolf Steiner and his life mm -hmm. in like the twelfth grade. That's right, and you split uh, before that. Yeah, and I left <laughs> before they had that experience. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but I think it was good that I had actually distance and mm -hmm. it wasn't just directly um, because I was really seeking. And yeah, so I, she gave me this book and I put it on my shelf for a while. And then I was talking to my professor, one of my professors, who was, was, is a student of Buddhism and Taoism, Eastern path. Mm -hmm. And I told him I went to a Waldorf school and he said, well, have you read any Rudolf Steiner? <laughs> And I said, no, not really. And he, and he kind of smiled. Uh -huh. okay. I, I think he knew I, I needed to read Rudolf Steiner. Uh -huh. And so I was like, okay, my, my mother and my, teach, my professor both think I should read wow. Rudolf Steiner. Okay. So I took the book with me to uh, the, this little cabin in Pennsylvania. Which um, book was it? It was actually a collection 
of different essays and excerpts from books by Rudolf Steiner. Yeah, so the essential Steiner. Mm-hmm. And I, so I had this book out in the cabin in the country and among other books. And I opened it and the first thing that caught my eye was um, the title Plato as Mystic. And I thought, oh, oh, here's a, an approach to Western philosophy that maybe has some kind of also living spirituality, that it's not just dry, dead thinking. And I read that, which is actually an excerpt from one of Steiner's first books. Um, and I was just moved to the depths of my being and realized this is what I've been searching for. And it was right in front of my eyes the whole time. And all my experiences then in the Waldorf School, in retrospect, made sense. Mm. Um, and it was really, that was the key that fell into place at that moment. And so I started reading um, Steiner's works. I worked very diligently with the philosophy of spiritual activity, mm-hmm. um, which is one of his earlier works. Um, and then I had the thought, well, I'm still in college. Why not study abroad for a year in a German-speaking country and learn some German so I could maybe read Steiner in the original? So I ended up uh, studying abroad in Austria, in Graz, a fairly small city in southern Austria. It's the second largest in Austria, but it's like Just across the border people. from where yeah. I am. Just across the border from <laughs> Slovenia. You can take a train yes. half an hour and be in Ljubljana. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, and um, and while I was there, I, I or just before I left, I became ill, mm. and they thought maybe Lyme disease. Um, not really sure. And the basic symptoms were of chronic fatigue, headaches, so on. I had to take a nap every afternoon because I was just wiped out. And um, and the first thing was that I got. To Graz, and across the street from my dormitory was the branch of the Anthroposophical Society. <laughs> literally 20 feet away from my front door. <laughs> and then there they told me that there was a therapeutic eurythmist in the city. Mm. And that maybe I should work with her, see her for my illness. And I was walking down the street one day, on my way to class, and I noticed a plaque, a sign, on the side of a building that said, Heil Eurythmi. Which is therapeutic eurythmy. I said, oh, this must be the therapeutic eurythmist that they told me about at the branch. So I contacted her and started working with her and within about six weeks, the normal course of treatment and therapeutic eurythmy, the symptoms had subsided and I was just incredibly, um, yeah, incredibly moved by the power of this, um, the healing forces that were in this movement art and that was mm-hmm. what was also wonderful about it was that she told me well you know it's we do therapeutic eurythmy but there it's also you know it's a performance art as well and I thought oh wow I, I really want to and of course I knew this growing up but somehow things in your childhood sort of you just take them for granted mm-hmm. and so when I came back to the states the next year I said oh I really want to take up Eurythmy training, and I visited then Spring Valley. I was thinking about different places, but I visited Spring Valley, and it just felt right. 
and I'm very glad that I decided to to train here. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> it's just amazing how you know each path is different. Yet you can see this inner yearning. That's one thing, and then all of these little coincidences, right? That come together in a particular way, together a particular group of people people yeah. together. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you, Cliff. I'm Rebecca. Um, I also had my entire educational career at a Waldorf school, beginning in kindergarten <laughs> and through twelfth grade. Um, and I, of course, oh, here in Spring Valley, New York. So I went to Green Meadow, and. Right after high school, the last thing I wanted to do was stay here in Spring Valley and be associated with Waldorf. And so I went to a college and I studied early childhood education and child psychology. Where did you study that? Um, at the local college. Local? Yeah. You said you don't want to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to be, yeah, um, just associated with... Waldorf. Yeah, Waldorf, yeah. Okay. And so... Um, I studied for two years, but after about two years, I started to realize um, and question, yeah, just what is out there in the world, and I wanted something different, and I thought um, about, especially about my Waldorf education, but I didn't take it so seriously, and I then one night literally <laughs> woke up, and I thought, oh, I need to... I need to study arrhythmia. I, I really want to study arrhythmia. So I wrote my mom a long letter <laughs> about 2 a.m. I think I want to study arrhythmia. And of course, um, her jaw dropped because in our family, we have about four generations of anthroposophists. And um, really, yeah, beginning with working on the Gertianum and then the first arrhythmist in America and bringing then the 432 um, tone that is known by Maria Reynolds, and then my mother, who is a big mystery drama um, advocate and director. So I thought, oh, a fifth generation, you know, of <laughs> this anthroposophical work, can, can, I, can I do it? So I, um, I, yeah, I thought I could, and I feel I can, and so I just... Then researched all night, you know, of um, eurythmic schools, and again, I didn't want to study at Spring Valley because I'd grown up here, and <laughs> so I want to go away. And I did, and I went to Germany to Stuttgart for two years. Um, and actually, then I would come home in the vacation times, and over the Easter break, I was fortunate enough to see a an end of term here in Spring Valley, and something just came and I knew I had to study here in Spring Valley. Mm. There was something, yeah, that I was missing. And I, I felt something missing in my training in Stuttgart, just for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so I then didn't tell anyone for a very long time. I went back to Germany because I had to finish because it was the Easter break. And I then made my I really made my decision um, that night of the end of term that I wanted to be here. So in September of 2000, must have been 15, I came here to Spring Valley and joined these lovely <laughs> people. 
and eurythmists and colleagues and um, friends, and I think it's a wonderful um, decision to be among this, or to be here. And now fourth year, and <laughs> time flies, literally, and yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, because I saw you, I saw you um, in Dornach in 2014, because you came to the Olympiade. Oh, right. Yeah, and so I saw you there yeah. when I was um, finishing, mm -hmm. and it, you know you seemed very happy with your Stuttgart friends, and you didn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, you know, you are here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was really toward the end of my second year, um, starting in about January, when I started to really question my mm -hmm. my development in eurythmy and what I wanted for myself, yeah. and what was needed for me. Um, so I think the Olympiada was end of first year, so I was still... Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. yeah. I was still, um, yeah, there. You were still kind of, you know, okay with that particular path to you, which means for you. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I think it was right, you mentioned, right, that each school has a different style, and, mm -hmm. you know, we all just need to find which school matches our own personal development yeah. at a particular moment. Yeah. I mean, I could have studied in Europe too, but I didn't. Well, right. I didn't even know about you with me then. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. We might also be looking for each other because I think it has to do with class constellation. Because mm -hmm. people come from all over the world and meet at these Eurythmy schools. When I was in Norway, there was one Norwegian in our class and the rest of us were international. And I think it has to do with finding each other because so much of Eurythmy is what happens in between. So... Yeah. It's not like other forms where it's just about you and where you go. It's actually where you go together as a group of people and what you allow to pass between mm -hmm. one another, yeah. which makes it something actually for the world and for the future. You know, We are not together because we share the same culture or the same ideas about movement art. We are... We are together because we are we are finding something and actually need one another in order to express what's happening in these incredible pieces of music and poetry and to create a particular being of of particular class you read me that then you release and the energy works mm -hmm. into the world and I think we really change one another actually because you breathe your breathing is your movement and your expression, and actually you you flow together. And so th there's not this thing of I remain isolated. It's actually I am <coughs> breathed through by those who are moving with and around, um, which is this incredible possibility of transformation. You, you don't only need to rely on your own strengths, but actually the strengths of those who come together. There's a certain being carried, sort of standing upright, but also in your uprightness you find the meeting point and then are, are carried, carry one another. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it was Mark Morris in an interview that I listened a few years back uh, on the radio, and he said that um, classical ballet is, is dancing at each other. Um, social social dancing, you know, like 
pairs dancing because he did some of that is dancing with each other and as I was listening I said like well that was in the middle of my training you read me training I said well you read me is actually moving the way Laurie you just described moving through with around it's really all of these different possibilities of moving I'll say through. I think you you used the word through at one point. It's uh, it's powerful. It's a powerful movement and it is transformative. I'm Corinne and my story is not yet so long. Um, <laughs> I when I was a senior in high school, I um, you know when, was going through the process of applying to universities and I played the oboe and it was clear that I wanted to. Um, you know, pursue a path of the arts and the oboe especially. I've been taking private lessons um, for about seven years. And and then over the Christmas break, I I just, I don't know, I, I had to let it, <laughs> I had to let it all go. Um, I, it didn't, yeah, it just didn't feel right. And I was you know, of course, getting all the responses back then in the springtime, you know, from the universities. Oh, you've been accepted and come, we want you and all that stuff. And I just, just I let it all go. And then, um, uh, yeah, I'll go back to the fall. I had, I was sitting in my, um, I was also very fortunate to be a Waldorf student mm -hmm. in grade school. And we had here with me, but I didn't really, you know, think much of it then. But then when I was in high school in the fall, I, um, I went to an independent high school inspired by Waldorf education. Mm -hmm. And I was in my care group meetings, what we called it, and we were talking about my internship, my senior year internship. And it just kind of came. I, had, I actually hadn't really thought about it. And I was like, oh, you're with me. That thing I did in grade school, what, are, what is it? And so I decided to do you with me, and I then, um, as an almost adult, I guess, I went back to the Waller School and saw you with me from a different perspective and was very moved. And um, yeah, uh, but then I let that go. And um, so that was your senior project in your high school? In high school, yeah. It was kind of an internship yeah, project yeah, for yeah. Um, about a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would go every day. And observe and do you with me um, with the children and um, yeah um, and then I <laughs> and then I graduated um, in the spring and I after having some I kind of went back to that experience of my internship and yeah, I kind of remembered, oh, I did that, and why did I do that, actually, you know? Um, and then it was kind of obvious, and I was like, whoa, you're with me. And then I didn't even know there was a eurythmy training. I, you know, the eurythmists kind of just, like, fell from the sky somewhere. You know, there, there, there angels. aren't many, Yeah, there are angels <laughs> that come from heaven. <laughs> and um, so I was... Through hell. Yeah, through, through hell, yeah, from heaven. From heaven. But we don't know about the hell. Yeah. We just see the heaven. Uh, yeah. No, now we see. Well, now we see heaven. Yeah, yeah. No. no. Um, Hard work. 
But I, yeah, so I um, had some conversations with um, the Eurythmus um, at the Waller School where I was living, and um, they told me, well, there's a training in Spring Valley. That's the one that, that they knew. Um, and so I kind of just went, okay, I'll look into that. And, and I did, and the requirements for joining a Eurythmus training, I think, are a high school diploma, if mm -hmm. even. And one year of life experience. So I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I school diploma, I have that, but I don't have that one year. But I called and I had an interview. And it, this just goes back to what Lori was saying about how we kind of come together as, as a group. And the teacher is kind of like, well, yes, you've just graduated, but I think. I think you should come. <laughs> and it's very clear that I needed to come. And I ended up with all of you wonderful people. With a bunch and of double L's. With a bunch yeah, of double two L's. L's. Could you believe it? Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's yeah. kind of a short. There's, there's so much more, but that's for today. <laughs> that's for today. <laughs> no, what I find interesting is that you know, we have like three Waldorf graduates, right? You didn't go to Luna. Luna. Uh, and five. 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 Okay. Five. Yeah, oh, you did it as well. Yeah. yeah. So we have four Waldorf. I'm also fifth generation anthropologist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, so basically five Waldorf graduates, and then three of you have a pedigree in anthroposophy, so to speak, I mean, you know, generations. Yet for each one of you, it wasn't a straightforward path. No. It no. was really, it was really lots of inner searching. Um, lots of, oh, I don't even want to do that. And then slowly through your inner search, you came to the conclusion one way or the other that you read me is what you're drawn to. I, f I find it I find it interesting to hear that, you know, because it's not it's not so straightforward, regardless of your background, because perhaps some of us who don't know, who who don't have that background in anthroposophy, um, you know, feel that oh, it would have been so much easier if I knew about anthroposophy before or about Eurythmy before. It it wouldn't be. Because it has to come from within. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Okay, my turn. And I'll be really nice to you. And I will cut the long cries really short. I was the oldest people person in the R class. So I have more than one year life experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, there are a few of you that are uh, a little bit more seasoned in one way or the other. <laughs> That's true. And, um, so I got my children um, when I'm still working in Silicon Valley as a software engineer, mm. consulting in the consulting. Mm. And um, I want to be a responsible and um, good, kind, philosophical parent to my children. So I started seeking for a good education. And that's where I met, first of all, um, first I met Montessori, but I quickly dislike it. 
And then I find out what of from online resources. Can you believe mm. that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not through a real human being, but it's just through you know Google search. And then I got so interested. Like, what is this Wadoff? It's another European name, okay? So and start dig into it, and I got really interested. For people, in case if you don't know, Chinese education was really、um, tough and test oriented, and、uh, scratch out a lot of the artistic courses in our grown up experiences.、Mm-hmm. Um, So I was totally bought in, in instantly, and、uh, started our world of education journey with for my children, and、um, I also got into the、um, teacher trainings, foundation training、mm-hmm. um, from the community community outreach program, and there I had actually a first experience of Eurythmy. But Eurythmy is actually very interesting,、um, huge world of movement. So that time, what I got to in- experience is a rod exercise. So、mm. I found it's really interesting, and people are so brave to throw the rod at the count <laughs> of one, two, three, four, you know, at different times, and we try not to hit each other. It's quite interesting, but other than that, you know, it's just like a dexty. Dexterity of your hands movement coordination、um, that doesn't impress me too much in the artistic way, and、mm-hmm. um, then my life has huge change and we move back to China and continue. But we are so we were so fortunate to continue the world of education in Chengdu,、mm-hmm. where the first world of school、um, in China was founded. So I was continued、uh, able to continue the world of education for my children, and you may or may not know that world of education bring a different stream, totally different to the public stream, to China. So it becomes so popular, and、um, the parents are so much interested, involved in world of school activities. So there are many workshops.、Um, Which is hold just for parents,、mm. um, including Eurythmy and、mm. singing and、uh, drama acting、mm-hmm. and ryth- rhythmical massage or all kinds um, painting, um, you know,、um, the yeah all all different artistic experiences.、Mm-hmm. And so this teacher,、um, Claudia Fontana, she was、um, a Eurythmist in Ann Arbor. Michigan, and she is so great. She was, she is still so great. She, as a matter of fact, she just emailed me to congratulate on my graduation. But she's <laughs> really the first、um, great Eurythmy teacher that I I met in my life. So she hold a workshop there, and I got to experience、um, in the real sense of Eurythmy, Miko way、um, artistic movement,、mm-hmm. and it caught my. Attention right away that this is not just、uh, some dancing、um, with the music,、um, but it's really like you have to pay attention to a lot of things at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, your head needs to know a certain form, and your heart is experiencing something exciting or sad or 
You know, you, you can name all kinds of feelings, and your feet or your arms has to do it. So I recognize that right away. It's kind of like um, not Nigel. <laughs> it's, it's really um, contains some healing power um, mm. forces, and I'm so um, interested in finding find, finding out more. And then it happened to be that my friend told me there will be our uh, semi formal professional training in Xi'an of China, mm. organized by by another Eurythmy teacher who was actually trained in Spring Valley back in 70s or 80s. Mm. And her name is uh, um, Carl Lee mm -hmm. Schmidt. 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 Fredrickson Schmidt. Yeah, so that's one of her last names. She may change her last name, but but yeah, she's a wonderful teacher, and she, um, along with her colleague, Inger, um, came to Xi'an to give this semi-formal training. Mm. And yeah, it was also based on a request from someone who studied in Norway, Oslo, Eurythmy School, but couldn't continue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Lori has some friends there. Um, and and then yeah at the end i asked her if i'm really interested to find out more about the professional real professional formal training where should i go look and then she of course recommended a few strong school a couple actually um really yeah um stuttgart in germany and spring valley in the united states but I don't speak German, and mm. I don't have the experience with the language, and mm. also due to many other factors. Um, so finally, it was decided that I, it's making most sense if I come to um, New York, Spring Valley, to experience this formal um, professional training school, um, Eurythmy Spring Valley. And that was the year with the sandy storm hit New York. So it was the mm. worst so of the that, time. That, that's where you first came, as part-time, right? I think you were still in yeah, like yeah. second year. Um, this, during the... 2012 yeah. or 13? 12, I was second year. 13 was fourth, yeah. Yeah. I do remember when you came. Yeah, and um, so I joined this uh, so-called part-time frontier training. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I thought it's quite easy to do four times a year of to travel from China all the way to here, <laughs> but I was wrong, <laughs> it's almost, because I was divided the year by 12 months, and I was thinking every three months I will have one travel, but then I didn't know the details, they actually only go from school year, September to like June, mm. so the, the whole year gets a lot shortened, and <laughs> Months, every other month, I need to have a, you know, intercontinental travel by air for oh. <laughs> twelve to sixteen hours uh, of flight, one single flight. Oh. Plus, you have a connecting flight from Chengdu to you know Beijing or Hong Kong or Shanghai, wherever that connecting city might be. So it's really like um, uh, nerve wracking and uh, health disrupting kind of travel. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't continue with that training, but it's just like planting a seed. I don't know. Um, actually, yeah, I, I think in, in the end, in order to finish that part of training, um, then I came to, to your class, to this LL class, when you were still in your fa first year. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm finishing, and um, um, our school director, um, Barbara, her idea is just check out the class and, and also finish my, my that time period of training. So it, I, I find out it's really beautiful, um, uh, harmonious, and young class. <laughs> I especially like the young part. <laughs> uh, that makes me feel so young too. Uh, oh, you look pretty young. So yeah, okay. So yeah, here so you are. So here you are. Self by heart. Um, and and at that time I was really feeling sad by the end of the visit because I know it's not uh, option for me an option for me to join this training for full time. At that time, I was still working for the same company that I, when I was um, working in, in, in uh, America, in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to transport, transfer? Transfer? transfer my job back to, to China uh, because it's an international company. Mm -hmm. um, um, so, so I don't think that's a path that I should follow because I'm in my... 30s and I have family and children I'm not in my 20s I, I yeah it's just like it's it's not a I hope, I hope my class was encouraging. We were all so much older. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I should I should talk to you about your biography earlier sooner. So I, I don't know if you guys do remember, but I was very sad. And I yeah, told I you, do, I, will, I do. Yeah. I will never see you again anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, then it took me, like, uh, ever since I started the, the part-time training, um, it's just like a seed. So I'm, I'm still participating in Coralie's uh, Xi'an training program and mm. travel every few months to do this part-time training. It's just like a seed and grows and into a little plant and grows stronger. And then in the end, that's, that's the um, 2014, that's the year you, you are graduating, but that's yeah. all happened in spring. And I had idea to, to do a training in China, so to help set up a training center, and then I can be the student there. And that turns out not to be practical or not a good thought at that moment. Um, it's not it's not coming into place. And then I was really um, devastating. Um, but I, I, I was very calm, you know, on the surface because you know, I, I still wasn't thinking uh, Spring Valley uh, due to various factors. Um, but, but something just happened. Like <clears throat> it's it's like something in the heart is mm. is like in one moment it becomes so firm. Like you know, no matter what, <laughs> I will do this training. And at this time and now, I think it's um, it's a it's. It's from uh, Claudia, 
Because I was I was so disappointed that the training in China couldn't happen at that、mm. time. I was talking to to her, and then she she said in a very calm voice, and she said, she said, um, yeah, it's it's very normal, and、um, in a very normal way, like you just wait till next life. Hey, dear lady, if you want to wait, you can wait till next life. That's yeah. That's exactly how she felt, and、uh, you know, I couldn't believe my ears. And、uh, you know, I don't think it's a normal, ordinary thing to say to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her again, and she just explained to me in a very normal, calm way again. <laughs> And <laughs> something's not happy about that. And and then I finally I finally disagree with that words because I just felt like I don't want to wait till next life. I want to have something this life. So I guess that that's a different thing. But、um, to to tell you that、um, what's really interesting is I. Once I heard this word, I shared it with another person. Maybe more than one person, but there it's also deeply touch another person's life. So I think it's an important word to say, even though it doesn't sound very、uh, practical or making sense altogether. I don't know, but、um, so yeah. So so things quickly happened that、um, within a couple months, I got my children to. Come here to join the Waldorf School here, Fremantle Waldorf School, and that's all settled. And I got my family's support, and I got into the Uri Smith School,、um, and everything everything is set. But I think、um, it looks like it's、um, um, it's so happened quickly and coincidentally, and everything. Just click in the right place and come together. Sometimes life takes us into such convoluted way, and perhaps sometimes, and then we are indecisive, and then perhaps sometimes we need to hear something very harsh. As you, as you were told, you know, maybe you just need to wait for another life, and and you could not accept that, and and that got you moving. So here you are. That's true. And we are、I、happy. Totally agree with that. <laughs> Now、okay. I'm happy. Perfect. So now、um, let's go around, and you only are allowed. <laughs> okay, I'll give you three words for this question. Okay, just three words. It's a tough one, but don't think too much. <laughs> What does you meet me mean to you? Three words. What does you meet me mean to you? Healing,、mm. life, life,、mm. connecting. It's actually joy.、Oh. Mm, nice. <laughs> truth, joy in truth. Yes, yes. <laughs> actually, joy, right? Truth <laughs> 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 joy.、Um, That's right. Breathing metamorphosis. Ooh, nice. All these words plus self-consciousness, well, the right kind of self-consciousness, healing, connecting, truth, joy, and truth. Joy and truth is really good. Yeah, we share that. Life, breathing metamorphosis. Beautiful.
How was the training? Great. <laughs> Inspirational. Transformative. I've been asking myself because as human beings, we naturally grow older and we naturally change and we naturally learn from life and yeah, and change over time. So I actually don't know who or how I would be now if I hadn't done the training. So I've been asking myself, am I, have I just gotten older? <laughs> like, have more self-knowledge or wiser? Or, yeah, how much is contributed to Eurythmy? Because I really feel Eurythmy. This training has teaches me how to, how to be the human being I want to be. Mm. Or who, yeah, helps me, shows me who I am now and, and also helps me to show where how I can get where I want to go as a human being. Um, yeah. Nice. Right. I forget the question. <laughs> how, was, how, was the how was the training? I can't answer that in one word. Honest. It's like authentic. You can't, you don't pretend anything. That's, mm. I think that's really key. Yeah, yeah. It's tough and self-fighting journey. Mm. I agree with Bride. On her answer, that wasn't one word. I'll go with you. So basically your answer is, you cannot answer it in one word. Yeah. It's too complex. Mm -hmm. Very good. And I just, <laughs> in, in what Chowen just said, so she said self-finding, but I almost heard fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and self-finding is self-fighting. That's yes. what I heard too. I've, I've heard self-fighting. And I think it's part of that. The fighting part will help you find. Yeah. yeah. If you never have fight, you will never really find. Yeah. Very good. What are your individual plans after you return from Dornach? And yes, you all are going to Dornach to this amazing, it's a wonderful experience to go to the so-called Eurythmy Olympiad. But what that really is, is um, a meeting of all graduating classes from around the world and sharing parts of your Eurythmy work. It's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. So after you're done with that, and after you get some rest, <laughs> so what are your plans as Eurythmist? One word. Okay, up to three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my plan after the, um, the trip to Donach is be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing out and joining the stage training. Mm -hmm. I'll also be here doing postgraduate work, looking Very around, good. maybe trying to teach a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. kindergarten, something. Mm -hmm. I will decide after I get back from Europe. 
Fair um, enough. <laughs> I, I have a few different plans mm -hmm. in place, but I, I really feel like I want to let things go and kind of digest and go to Europe and yeah, listen to what comes what up. I want to do. Yeah. Very good. Zachary? I'll come back here to keep working artistically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my wish, whether I like it or not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that you cannot stop once you start, right? Apparently. Lori? <laughs> <laughs> I will also be part of the fifth year. Mm -hmm. I learned today, just on our solo showing, um, how exciting it is to work on the carrying aspect of threefold walking. Mm -hmm. So I think... It's, it's, it, it's a continuation, actually. It's, it's continuing to deepen what has, seems like what has been forever and what actually has just begun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Very true. Basically, m most of you are going to continue with the, with the fifth year and continue working. And for those of you who won't, you know, it's not easy going back into the real world after you finish the training. It takes, it takes an adjustment. So even after you finish your fifth year, and if you go beyond this community, be ready. Because all of a sudden, all this work that you have done together as a group, now you have to separate and all of a sudden live on your own and find your own center and, and try to bring that energy into the world on your own. And it's, I've talked with my classmates um, and also other uh, Eurythmists who finished the, the, the training the first year, it's really difficult. The adjustment, you know, mm -hmm. to find your way into the world because it's... Uh, the world needs Eurythmy. It's desperate for Eurythmy. But they don't know about it. Yeah. They don't know about it. Is it yoga? Is it meditation? Well, it's um, movement meditation. It can be social yoga. It can be social Tai Chi. Tai Chi works, or Qigong works with the same energies, just in a different way. But the more, the more, the more I am out there, in New York City, the more I'm realizing that the world needs Eurythmy, but we need to find a way to introduce it so that people realize, oh, this is something special that is healing, transformative. All of the word, words that you actually said. There's an impulse for a fifth year to possibly tour around mm -hmm. in the United States. Yep. And also then China. Very good. Just to, to begin that process of bringing it out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, you know, people don't see you read me. I just performed a little short piece before my lecture last Friday. And all of a sudden you have people who have never seen you read me before at all. And it's all of this processing that we need to do. 
And I hear you guys are all set with your funds for the Dornach trip. I think so. We're actually doing well. We don't yeah. actually know. But <laughs> we're just confident. I hear we're doing well. <laughs> so, if anybody of you, my dear listeners, would love, if you're inspired, to contribute to the trip to Dornach, just um, go to youreadme.org, info at youreadme.org, and say, well, I would like to support this year's class, or send me an email, and I'll connect you with these wonderful people. And thank you so much for spending your time with me here after your performance. Thank you, Martha. Thank, thank you, you all. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, my dear friends, my dear graduating Eurythmists. Let me just say all of your names once again. Chao Wen, Lori, Luna, Corinne, Bride, Rebecca, Zachary, Cliff. Thank you for your time and I wish you a wonderful, wonderful journey ahead. I'm looking forward to your graduation performance this coming Saturday. Um, if any of you listeners would like to come and see um, their graduation performance in Chestnut Ridge, Rockland County, upstate New York, um, please contact the Eurythmy School right away. Um, I hear that they are on waiting list, the theater is full, but perhaps, just perhaps, you may still get in. And um, if any of you is um, inspired and called to support um, this year's um, graduating class trip to Dornach, Switzerland, to Gotheanum to perform at the Gotheanum stage, um, again, contact Eurythmy Spring Valley at info at um, You can also contact me and I'll um, connect you so that you can um, support this wonderful, wonderful group of young Eurythmists. As always, I would like to conclude tonight's episode with the IAO Harmonious Movement Meditation. IAO Harmonious Movement Meditation is the first Eurythmy exercise given by Rudolf Steiner to Lori Meyer-Smiths in September 1912 in Munich, Germany. From Hawaiian shamanism, we learn that IAO is the sacred name for the infinite light the light of the world. The ancient Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, informs us that the resurrected Christ and his disciples use the invocation E-R-O to call upon the boundless light of the universe. And some contemporary practicing Rosicrucians use E-R-O as chanting, as voice meditation, as part of their practice. However, Rudolf Steiner brought this exercise as 
a movement exercise, into a movement exercise. So if you were sitting, stand up, find your uprightness. You can also sit, but sit up straight. Stand in a comfortable upright position, feet slightly apart, arms loose by your sides. Imagine you are in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and gently shift your weight to the balls of your feet. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. This is the sound of Gently shift the weight onto your heels while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head, allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. This is the sound of Slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward, touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you from inside. We stand in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. This is the sound of Gently return to your upright position, to your neutral upright position. Weight evenly distributed through your whole foot. You are standing as a human being on earth, connected to your higher self who protects and guides you always. Fold your arms across the chest in reverence to seal in and protect the benefits of this harmonious movement meditation. I encourage you to practice the ERO Harmonious Movement Meditation daily. You can receive the written and audio guided meditation for free if you subscribe to my free newsletters. Just go to my website 
hamoves.net. And let me know how this harmonious movement meditation feels for you. If you would like to experience harmonious movement in person, come to my Eurythmy lecture and workshop series at the Anthroposophical Branch in New York City. The next one will be on June 9th and 10th, with a Friday evening lecture and Saturday afternoon movement session. On Friday evening, you'll also have a rare chance to see a Eurythmy choreography in New York City. I'll perform a short poem by Mark Nepo in Eurythmy as the opening of the lecture evening. For more information, visit my website www.hamove.net and this time go under Events. Rudolf Steiner wrote, We demand a lot from life, but we live past one another. Let's change that. Let's engage in mindful connection with others through the warmth of the human heart. Tune into the wisdom of your soul. Nurture your life forces with harmonious movement art of Eurythmy, a spiritual practice, a healing art, and a creative expression. Let's walk consciously on this earth. Let's move in harmony. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Sparks Radio. And tune in again next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Have a wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive.